What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonoff71, and your auditory canals are tuned into Season 6, Episode 21 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. As usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror. What's up, brother? Hey, not much. Just, you know, here talking about video games, the stuff that we love, we play since we were kids. So thank you all for joining us. Indeed. And, of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, bro? Not much, man. Just uh, hunkering down on this uh, wonderful Monday evening uh, on there. So, uh, you know, just kind of keeping an eye out what's going on on the outside and making sure I stay inside. That's my thing. So, facts. Yeah. 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 No, no, ga- no hopping from GameStop to GameStop right now. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, I'm going to go touch all the used game cases. Ooh, look at these. Look at this cover art. Ooh, oh, wait. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't want to do that. Next thing you're coughing up a lung. Yeah. Don't want that. Nope. Yeah, that's not that's not a good that's not a good shopping experience. That, that's so. not a good trade. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> So, of course, the first topic on our docket, as always, is going to be our playlist. So, Joe, why don't you kick things off this week? Uh, what you been playing? Uh, for the most part, uh, just like the uh, prior episode, I've been like into Monster Hunter World Iceborne quite a bit on here. So I'm just kind of trudging through the story and trying to get caught up to where... Des is right now, much less you know where you are, Kev. I can't make up those hours, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> on there. So I'm in the process of uh, you know, hunting down the uh, ice elder dragon, which name escapes me. If any Valcana. of you two, Valcana, there you go, on there. So it's, it's been fun playing with you guys, of course. Uh, I think for almost a week straight, we were just logging on every night and just uh, going at it, you know, either grinding for. Low and high rank, low and high rank monsters, trying to gain parts so we could like you know build up a certain uh, weapon caches that kind of thing. You know, me with switch axe, you know, Des with uh, sword and shield. Uh, as far that as is correct. Right. yeah. So, so just been enjoying it. Uh, you know, also playing with this uh, guy named Christian, uh, part of uh, our mutual friend Ben's like a bear hunters uh, monster hunter group. On there, of course, uh, playing with Ben as well. So just uh, just enjoying uh, the multiplayer camaraderie on there. So uh, as far as single player wise, for me, um, I finally got back into Division Two on there. Kind of got reoriented a bit. Uh, you know, update uh, ten came out on that and i played all of like you know 20 minutes before i started getting sleepy and went to bed so that's my uh (laughs) full full (laughs) gameplay attributes of division two but i'm looking forward to getting back into that uh to the weeks to come on there i want to get to the end game because season two of the warlords of new york expansion just started uh, last week, so there's something I look forward to. And then on the good old Xbox One X on there, I fired that up. And um, I, I am not 
laying the crack down. I am laying the crack down. Crackdown three has been my uh, drug of choice on the uh, Xbox one X on there and still enjoying that game quite a bit. Uh, just all about the agility orbs, you know, that feeling. Cause you know, I'll be down to like one last orb. I'll be just trolling around the area looking for that last orb. And when I find it, it's just like great. And, uh, it, you know, I, I think I talked about like I think a couple episodes ago, but I managed to sneak into like the uh, city that's in the middle of the map for a minute and grabbed a couple of extra weapons because you grab weapons off the enemies on there. And I got just like an ultra powered like weapon that I've been using. And so it's just uh, made the game's difficulty a little bit, uh, you know, transparent. And it's like just real super simple to do. So, so that's why it makes it just, you know, I hardly die if ever, you know, I'm just like, you know, jumping around like a madman, um, you know, even with the cars, you know, transforming, you know, it's nothing more satisfactory than to be, you know, doing the whole because the be driving that around using the uh, agent car you know racing and then of course you know some enemies try to roll up on you and of course you know just transform that bad boy into a tank blow their asses away transform back over to a racing car on there it's just it makes for good immersion i just i just like that just uh like uh arcadey type uh, open world goodness on there so so I know we'll probably never see a Crackdown 4 or some sort of sequel. You know, it'd be probably a cold day in hell. But I wasn't expecting Crackdown 3 to God be God truthful, you know, how Crackdown 2 kind of went down. So, but uh, other than that, that's basically all I've been up to. I still got my uh, PC monitor still in the box, but uh, everything around here is coming slowly but surely. So on that so hopefully i'll be able to talk that on next episode so well all right then so des what you've been playing monster hunter that's <laughs> what i've been playing monster hunter it's been my go-to kind of game when i when i am on ps4 i'm generally playing monster hunter um i've really kind of fallen in love with that game again and and it's just been a lot of fun it's just been a lot of fun running around doing stupid stuff um uh like joe was saying earlier um help having our friends help us um kind of power level because that's one good thing about having people who were just so down to play that game for as long as they were is they're able to help us get um get up to snuff so so yeah. I, the game I, I would honestly I would honestly say the game was a little bit easier uh only because we have like two or three people like you you Kevin and the other two Ben and Christian who are um who are just so far higher level that that a lot of times are able to give us an unfair advantage against against certain certain uh, certain monsters. Not the T-Rex, um, no man. Not the nah, T-Rex. Yeah, the T-Rex. I don't know about that one. I, I, I don't know that 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 monster is just just a just a pain in the butt to to fight against. So, but again, you know that's just what it is. So. Um, on uh, the Switch, I have been picking. I picked that back up, and uh, they've been having a lot of really good sales. So um, picked up a couple of more games, um, and then trying to play. Um, what is it? I played Gris. That game is just beautiful to experience. I have no idea what's going on. Just that this 
woman is walking around in this red looking area and her dress becomes different things. I have no idea what's going on. You just play that game for the visuals and just to be entertained. Um, that's one of the games I've been playing uh, a lot of. I downloaded Warborn, a uh, tactical RPG game. My kid with the hexes with, with giant mechs, and, and that's been oh, cool. fun. Yeah, I was that? yeah I've, I've been kind of waiting for that to come out physical. I know it's coming out for PS4 and the Switch on there. It's already out. So I, I got the digital copies uh, on the Switch so I can play it handheld. It's, it's fun. I've, I've really been um, I've really been enjoying it so far. Um, um, and I can't remember the last game that I got. It was one that I had been waiting for for a while and so I just went ahead and, and, and bought it. Um, but but yeah, just trying to get back into my uh, my switch, you know, just kind of you know, every so often, you know, you kind of rotate around and seeing, oh, you know, this is this is what I'm gonna play now, or oh, you know, I'm gonna play this, you know, instead, or or going through. Um, it's funny. I also downloaded a whole bunch of older games that I hadn't really thought about in a while, like Sphinx and K- the Legend of Kai. Those old, you know, <laughs> games. Oh, like old. 3d platformers you know yeah from from back in the day so yeah so i downloaded those and they were on sale so it's just kind of fun to to play those games and it's just funny to play them now because i mean they're 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 antiquated they're dated you know but that's what's so fun about them is is they're kind of dated and just like the kai you know I, i don't get it it's like it's like he's a he's a he's a tiger cat thing so you sold me at that but yeah. but the way he talk he talks like Bart Simpson and he just kind of like uh okay but it's just funny like seriously it's just funny to 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 like look at that and be like oh you know this was this was you know an awesome game at the time and you're just kind of like okay but whatever <laughs> so I enjoyed that game back in the day that was a PS2 game that Capcom published but then wound up uh, the got a switch in ps4 port of all you know a lot of people weren't expecting that to be released but you know no i wasn't yeah but it was like it was like three dollars or something three or four dollars so i was like okay you know i'll I'll walk down this this memory lane fine you know so so it was fun i wish i wish i remember what that old what that other game was that i got because it was one that i had been thinking about for a while if i remember it I'll I'll let you know, but that's pretty much what I've been playing. So I'll I'll sh- push this ball over to Kev. What have you been playing, my friend? Well, like the two of you, I've been playing Monster Hunter World, um, running helping with us, the helping us scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's, out. man, right here. Yeah, yeah burning it, helping to Bernie you guys. No, nah, no, nah, so it's all good. I'm actually trying learning uh, two new weapons. I'm doing a. Uh, the light bow gun and the long sword so i'm getting used to those two weapons so uh, uh, the thing but the thing i'm doing mostly in monster hunter world if i'm not online playing with you guys is i'm trying to get these really rare decos because i have some builds that would be really super powerful even like more powerful than they are because i i still haven't I still haven't quite reached the, you know, the meta in in particularly with bow and there's these two 
Well, I actually have one of the one of the two that I need, which is I need two spread jewels, which I have those. I've got like three of those. But I need these really rare level four decos that are vitality and tenderizer. And like I, I uh, the way that you have to get them, since there really isn't a um, there really isn't a level that'll really allow you to farm multiple uh, rare jewels right now. Like uh, they're like the my name is my name is Lavasaroff. That was one level that was spouting out kind of rare gems for a while, but I think that's out of rotation. And the greatest Jagras, I think, was pumping out like level two and level one gems for the most part. But the uh, so what I have to do now is I have to hunt. Uh, three alarm tempered monsters. So I'm looking for tempered missions that are like a four four box or five box rewards. So that's been actually it's not been as it's not has been as hard as I as I thought it would be because I do the I do the SOS call, so you know, folks jump in and and help me out, and you get a crap ton of of Zenny for them. It's just a matter of just hoping that the RNG will uh, give you its blessing and <laughs> give you the decos that you need. So that's really the only part of that loop that is gets a little bit. Uh. But the only other game I've been playing is been has been Last of Us Two, which is um, and really the stuff that I want to say I don't want to say, but it would because I don't want to spoil this for anybody. Um, I will just say that this game is freaking amazing. Um, if if you enjoyed the first game, you'll you'll like this one. You'll love this one. And which is kind of interesting because this is really and the first game to a to a certain extent as well. This is the first game with stealth that I can actually deal with. I hate stealth in video games. I absolutely loathe it. I I, I dislike stealth almost as much as I dislike like the Fortnite aesthetic and real-time strategy games. I, I it's just they mix they mix in my gamer's DNA like like oil and water. To just just can't handle it. Don't deal with it. That's why I never could get into uh, Metal Gear and uh, uh, what's that other with uh, that Ubisoft one that was really stealth. Splinter Cell. Splinter, Splinter. Yeah, Splinter Cell. I hate stealth, but the Last of Us series presents it in such a way where it's doable. And you know, I still kind of I still kind of fumble and bumble my way around some levels. Uh, or some areas of the game, but the stealth that they do have in the in, that they they're utilizing in this game for whatever reason is just clicking with me a little bit better than any other stealth game that I played. So and, and the story is just absolutely phenomenal, um, and that's really all I can say <laughs> about it without getting into a, into spoilers. So I'm going to stop. I'm going to, I'm going to stop it right there. The only thing I can say is that if you're if you're second guessing about picking the game up, 
just pick it up. It if you like a good story with interesting action mechanics, um, the, the the story of the, the story in this game is just absolutely phenomenal. We're getting new characters that are just as in in, in depth and just as intriguing as the original as the original group of characters. So. Um, it, it, this is, I, I see why Naughty Dog took so much time and went through so much agony, even considering whether or not there was going to be a Last of Us 2. And you definitely see where the work went in character development with, with the new batch of people, as well as building on that platform of Joel and Ellie. So it's absolutely fantastic. So that's what I've been playing. Uh, I remember. I remember the game. It was uh, Bug Fable, the uh, the indie kind of Paper Mario game. Um, I got that for um, uh, for the Switch. So right yeah, it, yep. it looks like a fun game with bugs, but it's like Paper Mario. Like it's People heavily inspired about by, that game. So yeah, it's heavily inspired by Paper Mario. So I got that. So. Too. Last of Us 2, it's, it's, it's better than Superman 64, right? The uh, critics on the Twitter are, are not wrong, right, Kev? Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? See, see that's what's so... That was the, this is what is so crazy about this modern gaming community that we have right now. All of those... I mean, when you rate, when you rate a game as like 2 or 3 out of 10... You're saying that the game is unplayable, that it's broken, that it fundamentally doesn't work. And it's like, I don't care if people say that they don't like a game or this game, or if we're talking about Last of Us 2 in particular. Okay, fine, you don't like Last of Us 2? Hey, no problem. But don't expect me to take your your nonsense seriously if you're going to give this game a 2 or a 3. Because Metacritic was just review bombed by users with twos and threes, and and in comparison to what the paid critic score is like, so I think it, the last I I heard it was sitting at like a ninety five, and the you the user score is like at a, a three point five or three point something, because the users, all the Xbots just review bombed the game most of whom haven't played it. I mean, we're getting, I'm getting on my feed. I'm not, it's, it's not, I know for, now I am, like I've said before, I am crumb side adjacent. So I, 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 I dig looking for the effery in, in this gaming community sometimes, but this, this time I wasn't even looking for it because I'm staying away from anything last of us two related. I'm getting on my feed on YouTube, these re- quote-unquote influencers who are, they're not reviewing the game, okay? They are not reviewing the game, as in sitting down, controller in your hand and playing it. These cats are reviewing the game by way of somebody else's streamed playthrough. That when I saw that, because I was like, I'm looking at this like, what? You're not playing the game. You're reviewing the game as if you are playing it, but you're on camera watching 
having somebody else's stream come through and you're you're visibly not playing the game, but you're going to give your critique like you're actually sitting there with the controller in your hand. I mean, that's like reviewing a restaurant based off nothing but Yelp pictures and uh, and a copy of the menu. It's I mean, it's <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, that. <laughs> That's 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 one hell of a way to to do that. That doesn't. Yeah, seem... I mean, it's like well, it's just absolutely retarded. There's ahead, like Joe. there's agendas right now between the Xbox that are posting, you know, low review scores. There's also people I saw just griping about, you know, like oh SJWs have infiltrated Naughty Dog and, uh, and like. Like, you know, coming in with their political viewpoints about, you know. Okay, are we are we really going to act brand new and act like, no, we didn't know that Ellie was a lesbian? I mean, is, is that really what is that really what we're doing here? Like, again, I'm not I have I have muted Last of Us 2 stuff on Twitter. And that's the only social media thing that I have and some kind of way. I, I thought I did it on YouTube, but I guess I didn't do it enough because I got that mm. that other thing coming through. It's like. If, if, if you're either going, you're either going to accept the game for what it is, or you're not. And, yeah. it's, it, it, and it's a game. At the end of the day, it is a fiction. It is a fictional game. These characters do not exist in the real world. They are played by real people, but they are themselves not real characters. Yeah, people like the troll, just the troll. But you know, it is what it is. So. So, you know, it, you know, but I'm digging it, you know, as I tell everybody, think for yourself, if the game looks interesting to you, check it out, rent it, do whatever. Uh, uh, it is definitely worth it, worth the time put in. So, but those are the only two games that I have been playing this past week. So our next topic on our docket is going to be the news. So Trader Joe, why don't you enlighten the folks of what's been going on in the gaming industry? Okay, well, since we last recorded, they had the wonderful uh, New Game Expo Plus, the game, the event that I was look almost looking forward to. I almost took the day off of work to watch this thing. And I'm I, so glad I didn't. <laughs> I am so glad I didn't. I'm grateful I didn't either, but I actually enjoy what was announced, but it was just kind of overhyped on there so it was almost like uh, in a way like a nintendo direct mini type of hype on there but they did have some announcements so i kind of want to cover what was uh revealed so snk did bring some games to the mix and so they uh, unveiled a uh, dlc character for samurai showdown uh it is warden from for honor which i looked at that and i was like oh that's great uh, that that really fits Samurai Showdown. That's great. So uh, I'd prefer like maybe caffeine, nicotine, or you know maybe someone from the back character rosters. But you know, you mean an knows? actual an actual character. Yeah, mm-hmm. from Samurai Showdown. But they did bring a For Honor character, uh, Warden, Ubisoft crossover. So uh, hopefully maybe it gets the game a little bit of a t- attention per se, but. Uh, they also announced the Samurai Showdown Neo Geo collection. They uh, unveiled the Collector's Edition on there, which instantly became available for pre-order on limited run. Yeah, I think it's like what fifty nine ninety nine. You get like. Uh, Are you out of nice... your mind? 
cheap. So <laughs> you get a, a Neo Geo shock box, I uh, believe a, a soundtrack, uh, maybe one or two discs, and also an art book on there. So it looks pretty cool. Uh, you know, I had an issue where I wasn't sure if this was going to get announced. I ordered it from Pix and Love from France, so I'm getting the PAL version instead for a little bit more than what I probably could have paid at limited run, but at least I have it. So on there. Also, they have announced at this event a Neo Geo Pocket uh, games coming out for the Switch on there. So the latest ports for Neo Geo Pocket uh, coming out on the Switch is going to be King of Fighters R2 and then Samurai Showdown 2 on there. These are both the Neo Geo Pocket ports on there. So if you want to play these, uh, they are avail- going to be available on Switch for $7.99 each on there. I played these both on wow. the uh, Neo Geo Pocket color back in the day and they're they're pretty cool games on there i don't know whether it's uh something that if you just just have to get a fix you know i almost would prefer playing the games proper than to play the pocket version on a a uh, actual system i don't know how you guys feel about that but yeah i'd agree with that yeah if it was maybe on a portable system of some sort it'd probably be a little bit better but uh isn't the switch a portable system yeah, I guess so in a way, but wow, wow, okay, <laughs> not to me, but no, I just want to, I just want to hear your elitist oh. talk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. actually, yeah, you you make that point, you make that point clear, yeah, because I usually just play the switch on my TV, so I'm not even thinking about that. We can roll with that portable, and I didn't even think about that. So, so that's okay. Thank you, thank you, Desmond. Oh, you're welcome, Joe. No, the problem. So, but uh, look forward to that <laughs> coming out sometime in summer and fall on there. So, also uh, f- announced that the new game Expo Plus uh, Inti Creates announced uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. And basically, if you look at that, it's uh, pretty much on its way. It adds two player co op to the mix in that game. Plus, it is coming out, I believe, on July 13th on there. So, so you know, I almost, in a way, because I've played both Bloodstained games, I really like Curse of the Moon a lot. I was working my way through that to finish it, but this adds two-player co-op. It's coming out for Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So, you know, if you're interested in that style and want to you know, dig back into a Castlevania, old school Castlevania game, I would definitely give it my heartiest recommendation. Uh, you played around with this, right, Ke- right, Des? I have not. I've heard about it multiple times, but I have not actually ventured to pick it up. I have seen people play it. I have seen it at your house, but I have never sat down and actually said and actually played it. So, um, I'm probably, well, I'm thinking about picking it up on a sale, honestly, but I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah, I'm no, kind of curious I have if not it's played it. going to get announced physically. I know the original was a limited run release yeah. at some point on there. Yeah, but, uh, you, but I think you can buy those. You could, you could buy those at Best Buy, I thought. Yeah, I think it's one of those games. So if they do announce it, they have not announced the physical version yet, but, uh, uh, if you're hankering to get on this, uh, it's coming out next month, and it's a two-player game on there. I guess it sold over 100,000 uh, copies in its first two weeks when it was released wow. last time. So, yeah. So it did pretty well for a downloadable game for sure. So, Well, damn. 
on that. Yeah, and that wasn't Kickstarter, was it? No, that wasn't the one that was Kickstarter. There was another one that was Kickstarter that did really well too. That was a Castlevania one, but yeah, no, so many it, things on Kickstarter. It, it was like a bonus for the Kickstarter actually to start out with because that was the Bloodstained Ritual of the Night uh, okay. Kickstarter, the Igavania uh, thing. Yeah, um, I think that, that's the one um, I was thinking about. Yeah, and they actually this was a Kickstarter stretch goal. This was this game came out because of the uh yeah. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night Kickstarter. So Okay, well then there you go. There you go. Yep. All right. And speaking of anti creates, they've also announced this week uh Azure Striker Gumbolt three on their Ooh. Site. Okay. So that I might have to pick that one up. I have the other two. So yeah, if you're not familiar with the game, I'm pretty, pretty much it's in the same style of uh, what Mega Man X, you know, it's Inti creates kind of uh, kind of spiritual successor, you know, because they have worked on some games uh, for Capcom as far as in the Mega Man series specifically, yeah. like the ZX games on there. So, and this actually has the involvement of uh, Kinji Inafune, which is the you know one of the original developers at capcom he's not the even though they like to call him the you know the father of mega man he was just one of the people on the staff that was working on the original mega man and obviously he was responsible for a lot of other games including like lost planet and other titles at capcom on there so so they uh actually this game introduces a female protagonist uh, oh wow playable characters yeah it's a uh, new hero Kirin. She's a shrine maiden with a seminal power that allows her to seal the abilities of others on there. So, so according according to the description for her, uh, she also has a unique combat style that combines the use of enhanced talismans and the sword created from a pewter staff. So, character design looks pretty ace. So that's a pretty good game. I have to. Well, I don't know about that one, but but the um the what you call it the um. Ugh, sorry. Um, the ones that I've played have all been this sort of Mega Man-esque sort of like love letter to, to Mega Man. And I really think that the gun bolt, you know, that that really could have been uh, the second coming of Mega Man if Capcom hadn't, you know, lost their minds. So I don't know. <laughs> like at, to this point, I still don't understand what um capcom was doing but that's the second that's a whole separate story but you know in in conversation but i do think that you know even a third one perfect like i'm i'm so there for i'm so like uh i'm so there for it yeah such a great game such a great game series of games i should say yeah if you guys are looking i know the physical version for ps4 is it's been delayed a couple times, but it's due to come out. I believe it's a compilation of Azure Striker Gumbolt 1 and 2 that will be coming out physically for PS4. Yeah, I own it the, for a Switch. Yeah, this is the PS4 version. They finally announced the physical version for that, and it's on its way on it. But because of COVID, it's been pushed back a couple times on there. So. Mm. On that, but obviously these games are available digitally, of course. So if you're not, you know, willing to or wait to pay extra for the box and the disc, by all means, you know, have at it if need be. It's really worth but, it. Yeah. Yeah, you're interested in the series at all, Kevin? I know you. you know, I know you like some, you know, old school 2D action games. I wasn't sure if you've, you've dipped or checked this out at all. So I've played it. I played uh, the Gunbolt game, one of the Gunbolt games before. Um, I think I borrowed your copy for a little bit. And I, I thought it was cool. Um, 
I'm I like Mega Man, but I'm not a Mega Man fanatic. So it was just like eh, it's just it's, it's Mega Man. That's that's cool, but uh, you know. I'm not really going to go out of my way to, to get the game, I don't think. I, I thought it was fun, but it really wasn't anything I wanted to spend any money on. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, because they originally came out on 3DS, both uh, 1 and 2 on there, and those eventually got ported to the Switch and other platforms. So, but uh, it, This actually is leading off, I guess, uh, this upcoming weekend. They are doing the whole uh, bit summit in Japan and they're having, you know, obviously they're not going to have an event, but they're going to have a digital thing going on because of the fact that they can't get together because of COVID. So, but, uh, you know, we'll probably look forward to more announcements probably next episode from that, as far as some uh, indie uh, Japanese stuff that is going to be further announced in from there. So, so keep that up and keep an eye on it. Uh, next thing at the new game expo plus was an announcement from NIS America for the U S version of, uh, ease nine finally got announced ease nine knock nostrum knocks, uh, finally got unveiled for the West it's coming out for both PS4 switch and PC. So if you've delved in this series before, uh, just, you know, check out the trailer. It's coming out in 2021 on there. Uh, this particular, a version of the game features Adol and Dogi uh, visiting the prison city of uh, Balduk on there. So it has a nice little scenario for it. And, uh, you know, I, I want to, if you haven't really tried any of the Ease games before, there's plenty of them out there, especially on Steam and also digitally on PS4 and Switch on there to check out that uh, it's a wonderful, cool action RPG series on there that I think, you know, it's kind of flew under the radar all these years and years and years. It kind of started uh, back in the mid-80s on the Japanese PC, and then eventually it was first released. I first played it on the Sega Master System back in, like, in 1988, but uh, it's one of the tentpole games for Turbo Graphics too. It's one of the major CD games uh, that when the CD unit was first brought out, that was, like, the 10 out of 10, like, just God-tier, like, uh, Turbo CD game, so... And so the the series has always you know been something I always keep an eye on, and uh, I have dabbled in on there. I don't know if any of you two have experiences with the E series or not. But not a lot. No. This yeah. was one of the few games that actually kind of interested me. So, so yeah, I'll, probably, I'll I'll need to see more, but I'll I'll be keeping an eye on it. Well, it may be a point I maybe if you're interested, if we want to meet in person or, you know, drop off a physical disc at your house or something, you know, I don't think I'll be spreading COVID that way as if you wanted to check out one of the games in the series out. But uh, that's something I would keep an eye on, on and we'll talk more when once it gets closer to release. So now one thing that people were disappointing with the new game plus new game expo plus was that there was just all these like okay Sega's gonna be there and like Atlas and all this stuff and it was just a lot of like sizzle trailers from games that were already announced on there the extent of Atlas's involvement with this uh, whole expo even though they were announced as being there was a trailer for the port of Catherine on the switch on there so and so there was a lot of uh, Twitter blowback because uh, people were kind of expecting a Persona 5 Scramble Western announcement finally on there. So I guess a lot of people just didn't get what they wanted, unfortunately. So 
uh, you know, and a lot of people were anxious to see what happens with that game. That game's been out in Japan for a bit of time. I know, Kev, you talked about this game. It's like the, if you're not familiar with the uh, Persona 5 Scramble, it is basically Tecmo Koei's uh, Warriors uh, Persona game that they brought out in Japan. And uh, a lot of people have been anxious to see it released uh, for the West. And so I'm just hoping that they actually do it. I don't know if they're going to. What's your opinion, Kev? I know you've been waiting for it, right? Yeah, I definitely want to play it. I, you know, I I would import it, but I can't read Japanese. So, and I know there's a lot of text in in that game, even though it's a it's a Muso style action title. But uh, you know, hopefully, maybe you know, hopefully it'll be showcased at uh, maybe at tgs at a tgs stream or yeah i'm hoping so too something like that because it that i you know i passed on persona 5 royal because you know i've i've got that game still so if i want to play persona 5 i'll just play that i didn't think that royal warranted a a another purchase for what it was offering i thought it was just more to get people who never who are curious about persona 5 but never made that initial jump in into this into that game but the one i was really wanting to see was scramble and see a western release for that so hopefully that's coming at some point down the line we'll see you know it's been a while since the actual true blue muso game has been announced uh, either from any of the spin-offs or uh, as far as any proper like you know samurai warriors dynasty warriors game so i'm just curious what they're working on as far as a mega force so but we'll have to see as the months go along, but there was another uh, title in a seminal Japanese uh, series on there that was announced for some reason, and it got announced basically on a Japanese website. <laughs> Two games, actually. So Earth Defense Force 6 and Earth Defense Force World Brothers are both announced on there. As far as Earth Defense Force 6, uh, there is not much info other than the game's planning to release in 2021 in Japan. There's not even platforms announced. They did have some screenshots, though. As, of course, you know, it's not any different from any of the prior games in the series on there. You know, it's like, oh, plot twist. So it's, it's a romance. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would be uh, awesome. I think uh, it would be, yes. Oh, Lord. Well, yeah, that'd be now. great. You know, someone falls in love with one of the ants or something. We have to stop them. We already so. got games where you dating pigeons and birds, and we don't. Hey, even, there you go. We don't, we don't need anything else. <laughs> it, it looks like uh, more of the wonderful destroyed buildings, wasps and ants and spiders. So it's just uh, looks like the, the greatest and singing. thing. And singing. There you go. Show tunes. All the show yeah. tunes ever. No, so. they sing like you know. We are what something sailors, and we will fight. Or something I can never remember what they're what they are. <laughs> remember yeah, when you, war chant. Yeah, the EDF, EDF. Yeah, EDF. No, they actually they have like a little songs. anthem. They have anthems yeah, the that you can yeah. yeah, thank the translation staff for that. I know in Japanese uh, they translate those over pretty well. I think EDF five is kinda of weird compared to four point one. I think four had the better better translation with all the chants and the, oh, the funny you're gonna in see jokes. The story and i was like what are you talking about <laughs> story what's that <laughs> so i was like what do you what huh 
And if you haven't picked up Defense Force 5, it's kind of crazy, but um, PDQ actually announced a year and a half later a physical version of <laughs> Defense Force 5. It doesn't even include any of the DLC on the disc, but that's coming out, I believe, in September on there. So it's retailing for uh, like $49 or $59 on there. And this game's been out since December of, what, 2018 <laughs> on here, so... Yeah. So I'm not sure why they announced it so late, but uh, the other game wait. that you gotta wait for it. You just I can't know, have you all gotta... good shit, you know, immediately. <laughs> you gotta wait for it, buddy. I know you gotta struggle, man. So, <laughs> and there was a second game though. Earth Defense Force World Brothers was announced. So if you haven't seen screenshots of this, this is being done by Ukes, which is the same team that did uh, Earth Defense Force Iron Rain. <laughs> Mm. on there so yeah that could hear Kevin. was weird yeah it was mm. weird but this game basically is earth defense force lego earth defense force basically it's earth defense <sighs> force with voxels <laughs> on there it's coming out for both ps4 and switch and will be out before the end of the year on both platforms on there so oh, Lord. So. i don't know <laughs> i don't know about that edf craft <laughs> Pretty much is what it looks like. You know, giant pixelized ants, you know, rangers and characters from other EDF titles. So, I mean, pretty much it's like almost a homage to all the titles in the EDF series in this particular game. So, I mean, I don't know, dude. Whether you want in Lego Earth Defense Force, guess what? You got Lego Earth Defense Force. Yeah, whether you want it or not, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure, I'm I'm still kind of leery. I actually want to dip back in Iron Range just to confirm that it is a piece of crap. So uh, I I dipped in. I, I'm uh, bless you if you do that because I dipped in. It's like nah, this is trash. This, this. <laughs> I tried really hard with that game. Yeah. I yeah. wanted to like it really bad. Yeah. This yeah. is you know, that game was just straight up trash. I know. Fortunately, like uh, you know, friend of the show, Surgeon Fire Jason. I know you probably played it more than all three of us. <laughs> probably, yeah, he probably so. did. Yeah, because you want to extract all. Because we were super hyped when it was first announced and when it was supposed to come out. So and then we started playing it. And I was just like, I don't get this game. You know. <laughs> You know, Sandlot, the developers in the mainline EDF series, just had that like secret source on there that I don't think if they put the game in the hands of another developer that they've been, never been able to replicate it for whatever reason. So, mm. but alas, alas, <laughs> lost. Yes. Uh, next news item on the docket has to do with a game that we've kind of been hyped for, but the, the hype has died, <laughs> literally. This is a game that was originally unveiled at Gamescom 2017. Oh, here, so. wow. You're really taking us back then. Yeah, so, but uh, they busted out all the, out of the blue. Ten-minute trailer came out for Biomutants, so... <sighs> Don't get me started with Biomutant. Yes, so Biomutant is in the quote-unquote in phase of the development. Uh, Developer Experiment 101 dropped a 10-minute long content-filled trailer on that. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out, definitely take a look. Uh, There's a lot of things going on as far as the um, combat in the trailer. Uh, Towards the end, there's like a rideable hand that you would ride, (laughs) ride the environment with on there and uh, they also was talking IGN had an interview with the developer and they're talking as far as uh, they have some sort of uh, elements similar to Shadow of Mordor's nemesis system in the game on there so 
So I think we talked about this like in a prior episode where no one's really aped the nemesis system from Shadow Mordor that much mm -hmm. on there. And so it's kind of cool that, you know, someone's kind of picking up the ball and trying to roll with it if need be on that. So uh, any thoughts, you guys? I know, Des, I know you were hyped for this game for a while. but I still am. I still am. I might, you know, I I watched the trailer for I watched the trailer for that game. The the the, the new the new stuff for it. Yeah. And I want to play it. Like I I want to play your game. And if you're, you know, if you need to keep it in the oven a little bit more to marinate, you know, I mean, I'm fine with that. I'd rather you you know marinate than rush some trash out. So yeah, oh, I'm fine. Sure. As long yeah. as I mean, I don't know. It's, it's been in the oven for three years at least since it got announced. So I'm just hoping the, the, the meat's all not all dry and nasty. And <laughs> wow, really, Joe? Really? <laughs> I'm sure the meat is just as tasty. You know, Hopefully either it's way. In a crock pot. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's it's slow. It is slow kicking actually. So. Yeah, or a there smoker. They're smoker, slow there cooking it. Yeah. They're like slow they're like look. <laughs> they're like look. We need to slow cook this. I love our metaphors in the news section. <laughs> Something. I don't know. Something. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited for it, and I, I I'll wait for it. All right, me too. On there, you probably if you had a pre-order from it back in 2017, it's still good. I'm just hoping. I would hope so. <laughs> hoping that maybe they got a you know PS5 and Series X uh, you know versions or nah. thinking about that. <laughs> I hope nah. the, I hope the combat loop is is solid though that's my only concern it's it's like i i get it that you're mixing and matching and uh, making your character kind of specking your character out the way you want it to be but if the combat particularly for this type of game we're seeing that seems to be the main that main hook that gets you in if the combat is lacking then it, it seems to me that everything else that they're trying to do around the game is going to fall apart, and, and it, so is and like from what they showed, it, it it looked more like a boss rush than, than anything else. Well, supposedly it's, there's like four different tribes or something, and and you have no idea like why you're doing it, and yeah, it does look like there's a lot of bosses running around. You know, um, I mean, I'm sure you have like normal. Uh, like fodder trash to fight with too. Yeah, I was kind of hoping to see that because, uh, like, what they showed. I mean, it, it looked interesting, but I, I need but to right. see how that, how that, how that combat, because that's the pillar that this this game is going to stand on. If the combat is lacking, then everything else is just going to fall fall apart. Yeah, I agree. I like what I've seen so far, so we'll have to see. I just hopefully they, it's towards the end of the development when we want to see maybe some sort of release date by the end of the year and seeing what their plans are for it. So after I'm sure it'll come out this year, though. You know, I, I'm 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 hopeful. You know that 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 is a game that I could just get lost in the customization and the and the quote unquote mutations and, and how you do stuff like and, and why you do this and what you get and, and changing up your character. So and looking at the sliders and stuff. So so I, I, I like that. I like that um that that idea. But again, you know, Kevin is, you know, one hundred percent correct. If the if the combat is lacking, you know, or the game is straight up boring, then, you know, I it why would we play it? So, we're still down with that uh, atomic edition. They do have a special collector's edition that comes. I don't know, maybe. 
THQ Nordic is a, a hot three ninety nine ninety nine retail price for this thing. So, well, you just answered your own question. Uh, that's the no. <laughs> that's a negatory ghostwriter. <laughs> okay. Negatory ghostwriter. Thank you. It, no, thank you. It comes with a steelbook, though, man. Ooh, I am not spending an extra twenty dollars for a steelbook. That's that's some that's some that's some Joe stuff right there. That's some trade of Joe stuff right there. Talk about ooh, I can I can trade in some of this and then get this you know one of a kind still book. No, dude, no. It has a high detail diorama, dude. No, and no. A, uh, artwork on fabric and the oversized mouse pad. Don't so. make don't make me call out some of your weird you know crazy you know what is it uh, uh, limited stuff that you got. You know, I, I know. Sitting There's in a, sitting in the closet. There's <laughs> some stinkers in there. The, the uh, Left Alive Collector's Edition for there you go. Bucks. <laughs> Game You're got like... discounted at the uh, at GameStop within three months of release, down to ten dollars. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this, so, this, so I know, and guess what? I haven't played it yet, so <laughs> I think I got like two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars worth right there. Don't feel bad. I, I the only one that I got that I picked up was that uh, Ninja Gaiden three. Oh, I know. Uh, collector's know edition. No, the collector's edition with the statue with Ryo Hayabusa and the new antagonist that they had for that game. And it's like I, I can't remember how much I paid for it. It was right around a hundred bucks or so, if I'm remembering. Yeah, but the statue was probably worth more than the game, right? You know, I remember <laughs> yeah. your impressions of that. So but, yeah, cannot. <laughs> but I, uh, I would rather have down. a trashy a trashy statue and a great game. If I got to choose, I mean, I want both, obviously. But I, I, if they'd have put as much effort into the game as they apparently uh put how or paid some company to put into the statue it, the title would have been fared a lot better but you know we all has our we all have our <laughs> buyers regrets i can tell you it's all in my closet so <laughs> it's all in your closet <laughs> pretty much yeah yep oh well, right, well hanging out with r kelly you well, next news story on the docket was a uh, further trailer from Square Enix. Uh, they have uh, further reiterated on the uh, rollout for Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition, which is coming out on August 27th. So they announced uh, with the trailer that there's going to be a free demo available for Crystal Chronicles on there. So you'll be able to try f- uh, three free dungeons for free for anyone to try it out on there but if someone happens to own the game and if you want to check it out with your friend that actually owns the true blue game demo players can explore up to 13 dungeons uh for no extra cost yep on there so so this is coming out for uh, uh ps4 for switch also coming out for mobile as well on there so uh, I'm not sure how the mobile control is going to be, but you know, I'll let you mobile people worry about that business. But 13 dungeons is a pretty hefty haul for some someone if you manage to know someone that owns the actual True Blue game. So I'm um, looking forward to this. Uh, it's something I played way back in the day on the on the GameCube. We played it together, there. my friend. I know. I'm going to order the physical version from Amazon Japan so I can go ahead and knock it out. Are you getting on the Switch or PS4? 
Uh, probably depends on what what you're gonna do. If you're getting on the PS4, I'm most likely get it on the PS4. It does actually cr- crossplay, so I know, but but it it would just be easier. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> to be completely like I watched the trailer for it, you know, and and I watched the, like a couple impressions videos online from from quote unquote, you know, um, influencers. Influencers, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, and again, we've played the game. We know the game. Um, I don't. No, I mean, I did think it was one of the more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was one unique. of the more unique is a good, yeah, unique is a good way. Cause like having to carry the crystal chalice and, you know, and, and getting the, I don't know. It was a, it, 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 it had a really interesting mechanic and, you know, it was, it bordered lined on just complete and utter, like just, ugh, you know, to this is kind of cool. So, so I don't really know what to do with it. I'm going to buy it because I did enjoy what I played, you know. Uh, I enjoy, yeah. We but again, it's so it was. It's been so it's been so long ago, you know. Yeah, it's like 2004 for God's sake. So yeah. I mean, it's been a been a hot minute, and mm. I'm trying to even remember if this is one of the games we played with the GBA attached or not. I believe so. I think it, it was. Been... Oh my god! I think it was. Yeah, because because you had it. Yeah, I remember because you had the you had it on your game on your GameCube, and then I would hook up my G. Yeah, I would hook up my GBA, and I could and I could uh like run around. There was like uh, a map on the GBA yeah. itself. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That that yeah. was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. This is before I got married. In a long yeah. time ago. <laughs> again, again, I still think it's weird out of all of the various different things that um that they could choose they choose this game but i think it's more so because of of its um of its ability to 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 do cross play to do all this extra extra stuff you know and then yeah, the, and the... everything they're pushing out for it like I, i'm just very surprised that they chose it is all yeah. i'm saying you know i'm just like Oh really? You're, this is the game that you want to, you know, like really push crossplay, really push, you know, mobile access, really push all this extra stuff. I just it was just very interesting to me. So I remember back in the day because basically the premise of the game is up to four players, and one of the players had to carry around the miasma yeah. bucket basically, and yeah, so that was, the, had to that carry was the, the crystal chalice. Yeah, and so whoever had to carry the bucket basically has a uh, nice like. Uh, where with all like a biodome like type of uh, thing where you know obviously you have to move in unison or you get hurt by within the asthma. circle within yeah. the circle and and yeah. then when you fought when you fought it bounced on your head or or you had to put it down and you couldn't get out of the miasma so it kind of restricted everyone to be to have to play together in the yeah. same kind of area so i mean it was an interesting concept you know was it was it executed the best probably not but whatever i mean it well, the, the 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 art style was great. I thought it looked interesting. Um, so I'm down to play it. Shit. I'm hoping maybe this opens up because they had a few Crystal Chronicles sequels on the DS. I believe that. Oh, uh, did they? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. No, they kind of reiterated on it. You know, they got rid of the bucket, obviously, and they kind of built on the series a little bit, a little bit more on there. So I'm just kind of hoping this kind of leads to maybe the DS games getting some ports. That'd be awesome. On there, or, so. or at least on the, or at least on the, excuse me, or at least on the, um, the, uh, the switch. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Cause it, it was uh, final fantasy crystal chronicles rings of fate 
for the um, DS. And then they also released uh, Echoes of Time for the DS and the Wii. And oh, the Crystal okay. Bearers on the Wii. So Yeah, I remember Crystal Bearers. Um, yeah. I, think I remember and that. Then, and there was a couple of Crystal Chronicle titles for WiiWare as well. No, my I Life as a King and My Life as a Dark Lord. So it sounds almost oh, like, wow. a, like a whole uh, subgenre over there, you know. It's like... Uh, my Life as an Edgelord. <laughs> yeah. But are you interested, Kev? I can see you running around. With the with the thing on your head, <laughs> the the miasma uh, bucket. Yeah, the miasma bucket. I you know I don't know. Um, you gotta play with that. I've play, seen it. I've demo. seen it. I've seen it. I've <laughs> seen it played before uh, on the uh, on the GameCube. I've seen some gameplay footage on YouTube uh, on, on how that game plays, and I don't know. <laughs> it's I funny. Know. Someone on someone online was saying like. He was, uh, it was Mr. Happy plays. He, he's a really big, I guess, um, Final Fantasy streamer and he loves Final Fantasy 14. And so he's been playing Final Fantasy. It's his, it's his bread and butter. He's playing Final Fantasy games. And he was talking about, I guess he had some friends that were playing it and how they were going to make him the quote unquote bucket bitch because they had to carry <laughs> it because he had never played it before. And they had, and they're like, okay, well, you, you get bucket bitch duties until you know how to play this game. And they're like, oh, so. Uh, so, I, I don't know. The, I remember the disdain of having to carry the bucket, but it, it's the meaty demo. Kev gives you the ability to be able to play with us at least anyway, with no financial cost other than your time. So I'm pretty sure you'll probably <laughs> invest a few minutes of your time. So mm. <laughs> I mean, at least you know, at least yeah, at least twice. I mean, Pro- probably long, probably longer than Division Two or Borderlands. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Well, well, you'll know quick if I don't like it. When you see, oh, I when know. You see, I know. When you see Shonuff Seven has logged off, yeah, you'll know. <laughs> you will know. Uh, we we will know. Yes. <laughs> funny. All right, and speaking of things, time for bad games. That's speaking right. of <laughs> not bad games, uh, this is a game or kept games that I don't been, like. There you oh, go. Okay, games I don't like, which I define as bad games because I'm selfish. There you go. Well, on a better note, I'm trying to segue as much as hard as I can here. Uh, <laughs> Square Enix, speaking of Square Enix, they're going to host the second Outriders broadcast, uh, Deb Beyond the Frontier, on July the 2nd. Now, we talked about the first broadcast prior to it, but never talked about it after the broadcast for whatever reason. I think, Kev, you're the only one of the three of us that actually watched the Outriders broadcast on there. So if you're not familiar with Outriders, Outriders is coming from People Can Fly, a Polish developer, and it's a game that will be out for PS5, Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and PC later on in the holiday on there. So so you want to tell us just real briefly what you have, why you're stoked for this one? Uh, it looks like Destiny minus the Destiny crap. Okay. The grindy open world crap. The, the um... Well, it's not even so much that. It's the, well, number one, it's third person, which is refreshing for me, yes. considering the type of game that it is. Number two, you can tell that Destiny was heavily influenced with the the powers given to you. I forget what they call the the, the your prote- the protagonist characters in the game, but because like you can tell, like the the trickster is straight up void. He's is is, is was void Jack and the I forget the the I think it's Phoenix or whatever they call it. That's a straight up you know solar 
power from Destiny from the Destiny series, but they it's done in really interesting and intriguing ways. I'm I'm uh, I'm trickster all the way. I think is that because they showcase some of what the trickster could do. Yeah. It's like getting in there, getting behind enemy lines, literally warping over, killing everybody, and warping out. You know, it's very, very kind of, kind of fast-paced, kind of almost. I won't say, me- yeah, kind of, sort of melee-based because everything starts with that, uh, that blade attack, and that blade attack that you do just can, as you build your skill. I'm assuming what will be a skill tree out. It just opens up more and more options for you. You can combine your, you can combine your specials in ways that, you know. I think was the initial plan, I, you know, and in games like uh, Anthem, but probably wasn't executed all that great. Uh, but it looks like they're trying to do that. And, and, and again, I just like the idea of this type of game being in third person. Yeah, that, one that thing, is just like a big factor for me. One, one cool thing is that this game is not a games as a service, as we talked about that before. Too, yeah. So if there's a ending, a beginning, middle, and an end to this game. And if they bring out further content from there, that that's great. But it's not nothing where you have to log in every day to get bonuses or log in to do a special event. It's going to just basically play at your own pace yeah. on here. So the second Outriders broadcast is going to focus on the solar character, which is called the Pyromancer class. Pyromancer class. Yeah, so and they're going to break down more structures of the game. So I'm thinking we'll talk about the next episode. I'll try to catch up and check out the first broadcast and watch the second broadcast. That will be, if you're listening to this, on July the 2nd at 9 a.m. Pacific time on that. But uh, you're going to be able to check it out both on YouTube and Twitch on there. So, and check I'm it out. It seems fun. Yeah, I mean, I think this is something, especially if you guys in the community want to like look at you know, something we'll probably be all playing together later on. And one cool thing is, especially with this game and also the Square Enix Avengers game, is that it's going to upgrade to the next generation systems uh, free of charge on that, whatever it's the system you decide to purchase it on. So either PS4, PS5, or uh, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, so... And speaking of Microsoft, uh, we have a couple of uh, news stories regarding them before we kind of segue into our main event on there. So uh, big to do this last week has to do with Microsoft closing down their streaming service mixer on there. So they just decided, you know, they had enough. They felt like uh, they made enough of an investment. Obviously, you spent millions and millions of dollars to secure Ninja and Shroud. And, you know, unfortunately, they decided that for whatever reason, to go ahead and fold Mixer and basically partnering with Facebook, Facebook Gaming on there, which a lot of people have much chagrin about partnering with Facebook on that. So a quote from Phil Spencer said, ultimately the success of partners and streamers on Mixer is dependent on our ability to scale the service for them as quickly and broadly as possible. It became clear that our time needed to grow our own live streaming community to scale was out of measure with the vision and experiences we want to deliver to gamers now. So we decided to close the operation side of Mixer and help the community transition to a new platform on here. So uh, so it kind of left kind of a lot of people on Mixer screwed, blued, and tattooed, especially people that depended on their uh, day-to-day living streaming, unfortunately. So 
A lot of people didn't want to go to Facebook gaming. Uh, we talked more about this on GH Radio the last episode because both Eric, Eric knows some peeps uh, that were streaming on Mixer that were you know really disappointed on there. Of course, uh, this past weekend, which we won't get into, but there was a lot of Me Too stuff going back and forth between a number of different streamers on Twitch and also on Mixer on that. So I don't know if this has kind of greased the wheels a bit on there but of course another quote from uh, Phil Spencer stated about partnering with Facebook for their xCloud streaming service saying that when we think about the xCloud and the opportunity to unlock gameplay for 2 billion players no it's going to be critically important our services find large audiences and Facebook clearly gives us that opportunity so so you're basically looking at a link between Xbox and Facebook on that uh, with the sale um you know some people i know i was noticing on message boards like resetera saying that they're not going to do anything with xbox if anything facebook's on that front end whatsoever on that because there's a without getting into the politics of it uh, some uh, major um advertisers out there are pulling facebook advertising because of the fact of them allowing like the um subsection of society to be able to uh, uh, amplify their political views on Facebook without getting too, uh, you know, into the mix on there. So, and... Mixer, mix. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what you did there. <laughs> and, you know, Microsoft did come back out. Larry Erb, of course, Major Nelson and Phil Spencer said that uh, that this does not mean that you know you're going to see a Facebook integration on Xbox immediately on there. They assured folks that yeah. uh, <laughs> reassuring folks that Facebook gaming won't be integrated as a default Xbox feature straight away, nor will a mixer streamer's data be shared with the platform unless they ask Microsoft to do so. So they're they're free to transition to Facebook gaming, but if they don't want to, their information will not be shared on there. So. And when it shuts down on July 22nd, the mix of broadcasting on Xbox One will be, quote-unquote, temporarily disabled. And any mixer sites or apps will point users towards Facebook gaming. gaming. Uh, but Major Nelson stated that does not mean that Xbox owners will suddenly see Facebook gaming integrated into the Xbox dashboard a la Mixer on there. So, you know, in, in response to everyone's concerns, Mr. Major Nelson stated that... Um, one Reddit user expressed that they don't want Facebook anywhere near their Xbox so to have any access whatsoever to their data. And uh, Major Nelson responded that we are committed to respecting your privacy and personal information until they steal it, of course, uh, unless a mixer streamer wow, takes yeah. action to ask Microsoft to share data with the platform. No mixer streamer's personal information will be shared. So, so any thoughts on this you know obviously you know mr spencer wants to see xcloud with the biggest audience as possible so obviously he made the deal with facebook to kind of you know flush mix it down the toilet and i know some people are not too happy about it so yeah. you're I, asking me if i have any questions or you're asking like who are you asking? No, either of you go ahead yeah. go ahead Des, me oh, I don't watch my, my thing is just make fucking games you know <laughs> stop stop with the 
but we, we we're gonna offer you TV. We're gonna offer you this. We're gonna offer you this. No, no, stop it, stop it. You make games, make games. Excuse my French, make games. That's why you're losing. Y'all don't lost your. Y'all don't lost. I really think that they have lost their way. You know, you know they did this thing with the with the with the motion control that failed. Did this thing with the TV. Don't no want to watch TV on their Xbox. You know, now they did with Mixer. Did you complete with Twitch? No want to do that either. It's like why make games, make games. You know, if, I just think if you did this other stuff as an ancillary product, uh, people would be a lot more. You know, I think people are more willing to to accept it, but you don't do what you're what you don't do what you signed. Like Microsoft made games. That's what they did, you know? And if you continue to make games and slowly rolled out this other stuff, you probably would have been a lot better for it. But no, you know, I get it. You want to be first to this industry, you want to be first to that industry, you wanna do all this other stuff. Like I get it. It's just but just make good games. And y'all ain't doing that. You know, they don't want to mess with this, you know, and you're, I don't know. It's just like, it seems like they're just, it seems like they're just, they're like this, they're like that, that they're like, Microsoft strikes me as that one friend that, that you say, he, he's like really good at something and you're like, and you're like, Hey, like, you're really good at this. Can you go like, can you, can you make me this? And they're like, sure, sure. Definitely. I'll make, I'll make it for you. Just, but, but, but check out this over here. What I, what I made, what I made. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want that. I just, I just, you know, you, you were really good. You know, it's like, it's like a chef. It's like a chef that's really good at making one thing or two things, you know, but then they're off doing something else, you know? And some people would say, you know, that's, that's a good thing because they're exploring new markets or they're trying to do this or expand their brand. And I'm like, no, no, make no. games. Just make games. That's all we want you to do. You don't have to. You don't have to be the end all, be all for my entertainment experience. You don't have to do that. You really don't. If you just made quality games, I think a lot more people would be down with your system. And then you slowly add that other stuff. Like so. So Joe trolled me the other day. I think he trolled Kevin and and me, and he and he basically I, we were talking about Xbox, you know, because we you know we're always bad about Xbox. Ooh. And he sent me this thing, and it was like from what was it from? It was from a E3 from like 2016 or some shit like that. No, 2013, 2013, 2013, 2013 yeah. when they were talking about like TV, TV this, TV that, TV, 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 sports, 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 and it's just like, <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. You know, not one of that was just like, hey, here's a couple of games that are coming from our first party studios. Check that shit out, you know, and I, I just don't get it. Like, I don't well, get it. That was I, don't, I just po- don't get it. That was a low point of Xbox. So, you know, really. Then they haven't Xbox recovered. They not have they have not fully recovered. They know. haven't recovered. And that's the problem. It's like they keep striking out. And it's like, no, you know, uh, stop it. Just uh, stop so it. They're holding get some help. <laughs> They're holding back games for the new system, so so we'll see on here. But obviously, this whole purchase and mixer just went out like a wet fart, basically. So I just, I, I really just, and and again, we've said this multiple times, you know, in mul- at multiple episodes, we want X- Xbox to succeed, you know. A strong Xbox is a good thing, want, you know, and it's just like. It literally, it's like it's like PS4 or PS5. Sony's just like sitting sitting in their offices, looking out at like Microsoft floundering, and they're just kind of like, 
<laughs> smoking cigars and shit. You know, and I'm just like, don't, please, please, you know, just just do better. Do better. And if and if you're an, and if you're an Xbox fan, you know, more power to you, you know, but just I like where does it end? Where does it end? You know, why? I don't get it. I just don't get it. You know, and I don't get it. And, and I know that people are going to say, well, you know, PS4 does the same thing. Yeah, they do. But they're definitely just not as blatant. And that doesn't seem to be what's driving their their driving their their um, their um, uh, their it's not their business model. It's yeah, exactly. It's not it's not. Their, model. Yeah, it's not it's not driving their business. Games model. is their business model. You know, and somewhere and it along seems, the line, it seems it. as of late PlayStation's been kind of kind of acting like Microsoft did towards the end of 360 with all these like you know big Activision Call of Duty deals and you know kind of thing where they've kind of forego the indies that they did at the beginning of the cycle on there so there's been a change of leadership too at PlayStation so I'm, I'm kind of curious how they're going to proceed I know they have Shuhei Yoshida in charge of indies now and so hopefully they have a multi-tiered approach that would be good for so everything well, yeah, and I can't Mark- see why they wouldn't Microsoft's been doing a better job as of late. You know, I just want to see better f- first-party content from them, and hopefully they're holding everything back for a Series X. You know, but you know, there's always concerns. We talked about previously on the show about you know, as far as the whole like you know, making games not just for the Series X, but having it be uh, playable down the whole Xbox you know family of consoles. On that, which we'll talk about next, is there's an, supposedly another. Uh, Xbox console in the mix, so but uh, sure, you know. So why don't we transition into? No, no, that. no, Kevin, that's something you wanted to say. What'd you say, Kevin? I, I, Des, I think you pretty much said it all. The only thing that I will say is that the only people that are just laughing their asses off is Ninja and Shroud. Yeah, they got oh, them cats. They, they got, got his aid. They don't care where they, mean, they got aid paid. I mean, yeah. the that that is just like that is like winning the lottery three times in a row. As far as I'm concerned, you get paid damn near sixty million dollars, or forty five, somewhere between forty and sixty. I've heard varying. I've heard varying figures. I don't, I don't care if it's and like two million. Y'all it's got like, It's like, and, and, and you were already a millionaire to begin with, multi-millionaire to begin with, and you. How long did that? How long did that? What was that? A a, a year? What three years worth of work? Uh, he he signed uh, last August. The contract was worth between twenty and thirty million, and they settled the contract in full. So he didn't even. Uh, he didn't even offer, work a year. No, he did not even work a year. Oh, or a damn! Man, that is called that is called damn. getting his aid. Damn. And, and again, man, I, I, and I'll say I'll say this, and then I'll no shut hate. up about it because, no Dej, I think you, I think you, you hit it. You, you put, you, you drove the nail in deep. The problem with Microsoft is they don't follow through. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's everything that you mentioned before. They're not concentrating on games, but when they come up with ideas, I mean, for games. Or for anything else, I mean, I, I I know people say that Google has that reputation for starting stuff and not following through and just just trashing it and going on to the next project. Microsoft, well, at least the Xbox division of late seems to do that too. They 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 come up with stuff 
and they just abandoned it. It mostly with games, scale bound. Yep. You know, we'll, 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 you know, we we have this idea. We're teaming them up with platinum. Oh, it didn't work out. Oh, sorry, but it's best for gamers. You know, More the whole like- thing was crackdown and how that was initially pitched and how it turned out, and the fact that there that and then to turn around and then say with after all of this stuff with mixer comes down and says that hey. We want to get a hold of those two billion gamers, and we think uh, uh, Facebook, fa- Facebook gaming. The, <laughs> Facebook. And I don't now I don't stream, but everybody that I've watched who does stream in unison says Facebook streaming is trash. Now, Facebook gaming, you mean? Facebook yeah, gaming is trash. Now, if everybody who's who has different points of view are all coming together and say that that. Facebook gaming is trash. Something's up, and you can't tell me. Or oh, we're, we're, we're Facebook don't give a damn about your privacy and your data. That's the problem. It's not Microsoft. Facebook don't give a damn who has your data. That's what this whole thing we bringing Mark Zuckerberg before uh, before having those Senate hearings and all that crap about uh, uh, about privacy. That, that happened a, a couple of years ago. They will sell your data to the highest bidders. They don't give a damn who has. That's one of the reasons why I'm not on Facebook. And I mean, it, 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 I don't care who they let. You know, free speech is free speech. I don't care what you post online. I don't really care. If Al-Qaeda can have a Facebook page, then so can the Klan. It's all, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they're all... You know, whatever, whatever. But the issue is the data and what they're doing with it. And they're telling you one thing. Oh, yeah, your data is safe with us. And then, oh, we had this major leak and all these companies were paying us millions of dollars and getting access to your to your, you know, to your uh, viewing uh, uh, profiles and everything that you like to do. And so you start getting these directed ads on your Facebook just by signing it. I mean, come on. Come on, y'all. This is this is this is just <laughs> it's laughable, really. It is. It's laughable. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I had to say on that. All right. Well the other thing I'm alluding to, we talked about on the show previously, but new leaks have sprung amok on here but uh supposedly microsoft will be unveiling their uh, other system their um P- uh, xbox series uh, s supposedly their codename lockhart in august on here so what's been reported on this system so far is that it has certain specs on here. Supposedly, it will be kind of running on the same tech as a Series X on there, but obviously downscaled for a cheaper cost on here. So it's going to have 7.5 gigs of usable RAM, a slightly underclocked CPU speed, and around 4 teraflops GPU performance on here so and basically what they're looking at the system to be is kind of a um xbox series x but for 1080p versus 4k on here supposedly so they're working on getting this system announced i know a lot of people have been saying it's going to be surprisingly as far as affordable on there so 
and they're taking a look. And I know Tom Warren on Twitter commented earlier today uh, saying uh, for the Lockhart will hold back next-gen crowd that the Lockhart CPU is faster, supposedly, than the PS5, that Lockhart supports ray tracing, and then game developers have been building PC titles for multiple GPUs for decades. So, of course, obviously Tom Warren's a little bit skewed in the uh, Microsoft side of the fence, per se. You know, he is uh, one of the people that write for... um, trying to think of the diverge on there so but uh, we'll have to see once the system is announced and what i like to kind of open the floor to you guys especially i know you guys both have 1080p tv still i'm not sure if you're upgrading the 4k anytime in the mix with a uh, lockhart system that is supposed to be optimized for the same uh, fidelity on um 1080p TVs on there. I know you have a 4K TV, Des, so I don't mean to slight you on that, but uh, what's your feelings on the Lockhart on that? So. <laughs> You're not trying to slight me? Well, too bad. <laughs> too late, buddy. I have no say about this. I, again, graphics. Graphics don't sell me. I'm sorry. I mean, I know that's probably a a, a, a horrible thing to say, but, you know, if but, a game I looks mean, good, it... a game looks good. You know, I'm not going to run out... <laughs> And buy a new TV to get the 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 latest thing. So I that that's not sold for me. Like that that is not that system is not for me. You know that. So so I mean, is there if there's enough Obsidian content, enough new content on the Xbox side of the fence, would it be something that you're going to go out and buy a Series X, or you think you're just going to pick up a Lockhart for maybe two fifty, two hundred bucks instead? If you're I, in- no, if if I'm gonna. Seriously, dude, if I'm going to buy a system, I don't want to buy a system that that doesn't, you know, have everything that, that I might need or, or I might want, you know, it's just, you know, if I'm going to buy a system, I'm just going to buy the system that I want. I just don't think that it's going to I don't know, it's just this. I, I get it. They're trying to hit every 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 um, every buyer that they possibly could hit. You know, every segment of the market. This yeah. is like their yeah. uh, every segment game. of the market. I think that's great. You know, for everyone here by this, it's totally fine. Again, that's them trying to be everything to everybody. Fine, you know. But for me personally, nah, I just don't think that I would. I just don't think that I would spend the money on that. Like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get a new system, I'm just gonna buy the. Just gonna buy the system. You know. Yeah. yeah I mean, what about you, Kev? I'm keeping my Xbox One X. Until they show me some games, what's the point? (laughs) I mean, he has a point. I mean, he actually has a point, you know, until they start showing something. Is my my Ninja Gaiden going to look all that much better on the the Lockhart than it does the One X? Is it it going to, you know, give me 120 frames per second on Ninja Gaiden 2? It's like, yeah, that's, you know... I mean, we're 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 it's like kind of diminishing returns a bit. So. It's it's very diminishing returns, especially when you're not giving me anything new to play. Yeah. So I will hang on to my One X. I will see what if they ever get around to making some games that I care about. And if, if that's the case, then then yeah, Des, I would be more inclined to just get this to get the Series X as opposed to the uh, the, the the Lockhart because. You know, like like you were saying, if I'm going to get the system, I'm going to get the system that's going to do what I want it to do. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I I'm still rocking my 600 hertz plasma, 
because the TV that I want to get isn't out yet, and I have no idea when it's going to come out. Mega. So until then, as long as my my Panasonic is rocking and rolling, I'm cool. Yeah. So totally agree with you. So what about yeah. you, Joe? You gonna get it? You gonna? No, 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 What? You're not gonna throw out some bills for it? Come on, buddy. Nah, nah. Like you guys. I mean, if I'm just gonna invest in a new Microsoft system, it's gonna be a Series X. It's not gonna be a Lockhart. So why? You can. You can. I already, I already have two Xbox One Xs, man. That's like, what am I gonna do with a Lockhart, man? I'm I don't put know. it in my bathroom. <laughs> Probably <laughs> play it from the shower. I don't know. Yeah, the, the ray tracing on the pot's like the greatest, man. <laughs> I, know you, I know you like the new hotness, buddy. I like the hotness, but if, uh, if anything, I'll, I will trade in my one of my Xbox One Xs and, and get a, a Series X. So There you go. You know, I've been kind of tempted by reading about all the like back compat stuff and the HDR uh, baked in. You know, I want to see more if they do not just a um, segment of games available via back compat, but the whole entire catalog back compat for the most part. You know, I, you know whether I want to fire up like you know, Earth Defense Force 2017 with all the bells and whistles, you know. But still, you know, like Kev has a point that these are just basically um, microwave, like gussied up old games, basically. So, but you know, those are those are cool too. It just depends on what you want to play. So it just depends. I got so many games coming out of my ears. It's like I don't need to be worried about back catalog. So you know, I, just, I, I could see the the use there. It's just it depends. On what they finally unveil with everything that they're doing with the Series X and the Lockhart, as far as the back and pad stuff. So, mm, yeah, but they're gonna have to come with more games above and beyond first party, and it's gonna have to be something to where I'm, you know, not willing to just hey, I'm gonna play on my PC or play on my um, Xbox One X versus upgrading too. So, so well, yeah. We will have to see. And there's supposedly there's software events coming up around, I'd say around June, uh, July, like 23rd, their first party. And then there's also this rumored August show as well. You know, I think what both Sony and Microsoft have been playing kind of a price chicken right now as far as announcing uh, their next gen console prices and so on and so forth. So, so I'll have to see what happens with all that business. But kind of kind of transitions to our main event for the evening. Yeah, so our main event is after the PlayStation 5 reveal, what game, app, or OS feature do you want to see with the Xbox Series X? So we posed that question out to, what was that, two weeks ago? Uh, we or did last on the sh- week on the show. We did on the show, and then I threw it up on Twitter a couple of days ago, and we had a, okay. a good, healthy response. So Okay, great. Yes, that's awesome. So we threw that that question out to our audience and before we get to our re- to our responses um i guess i'll toss i'll toss this out to you to you two first whoever wants to jump in uh, how would you answer that question i'll let joe go first because i know joe has has a lot more um of what of what he knows he really kind of wants you know i really feel that joe's kind of like you know, I need to have this, you know, kind of situation. Well, um, I could kind of break it down. Just like I said, the, um, as far as app, 
uh, like I said, I just want to see more in the back compat. You know, they're promising all this, like, you know, bells and whistles, HDR support for legacy games. And uh, I'm just really curious to see uh, how far deep the back compat team's going to go as far as uh, to, like, be able to do what you need to do with. Uh, 360 and especially with original Xbox games. So, so if there's some way I can just go and take my back catalog, my back library, and not just of a select original Xbox games, but to throw in like say Black or like throw in like say for instance Jade Empire and play it with all the current gen bells and whistles that are already baked into this thing, it kind of would um, you know build into uh, having some sort of worth on there above and beyond the games that hopefully are good that are beyond uh, i want them to get beyond halo gears and forza i'm tired of the trifecta of doom on here you know it's like even sony you know obviously knows when to call a spade a spade sometime with the series you know you're not seeing a new uncharted anytime soon (laughs) it just seems like uh, Microsoft's just been kind of rolling with that. And from what they said, Halo Infinite looks great, but, you know, in the end of the day, it's you know, still Halo, you know, so I don't know how mm-hmm. far to the left or the right. You know, same thing they talked about, and Kevin, you could probably attest to this Gears 4 and Gears 5, that seemed like they wanted to go further than what they did, but it got kind of play-tested and, um, you know, as far as uh, getting people's opinions and you know swaying the game design based on the fact of uh, that they went out to do like survey groups and that kind of crap as far as getting their impressions of it it just seems like i i would like for microsoft to let a game group and a design group to design and just let them do what they're going to do kind of like sony does with like you know naughty dog and the other teams that it's not focus group the the freaking hell and back on there, you know, that's what killed Scalebound really is the constant iteration going back and forth between Microsoft and Platinum on there. So, so I mean, that's a lot, a lot to take in. That's just not just one game, but I'm just hoping, you know, like we all are, because uh, a strong Microsoft is a uh, strong games industry, in my opinion. OS feature I like to see is, uh, of course, uh, integration with, uh, God, I'm drawing a blank because I've been talking too much on there with uh, discord i'd love to see some discord integration with any of these new systems so so that would kind of you know be something that's awesome because we could kind of tie our groups our community here at gaming vessels of course on that and uh, kind of build them right into the os so what about you des no i think you pretty much said everything although i'm really kind of thinking about more like backwards compatibility definitely um but not but not have that be the the end all be all because i know backwards compatibility is fun and they've really kind of said that that's something that they that they just really want to have but it would need to just be i would need to have just a little bit you know more and i definitely think um integrating with um with discord it would be fantastic because that seems to be where everyone is <clears throat> excuse me is 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 heading to right now so which which i'm like i'm down for it you know i'm definitely down for it however um i am i don't know like i i want you know it to succeed but i just you know know that they're gonna probably pull some bullshit you know <laughs> just, i just hope you know it's just like uh 
like when EA used to buy developers left and right, and then basically would like kind of suck the life out of them with all this like you know fucking focus group bullshit. Basically, like you know, team vampire, bullfrog, and other noted criterion, you know, where, you know, they're cranking out burnout games and look what does criterion do now? A bunch of needs for speed games, you know, the, you know, X-Wing stuff and Battlefront, they're not even like doing what they were originally good at. And that's what caused like some main people to leave criterion and some main people to leave origin, you know, and bullfrog and so on and so forth. You know, that's why Peter Molyneux wound up with Microsoft and created Fable, which is one of the games that everyone's kind of waiting for a relaunch for, you know. Um, I don't think it, so. I don't think it's going to happen for that. Well, that's a separate story. That's a separate thing. So actually, it's been long rumored that Playground Games is working on the Fable relaunch. So, uh, right. Rumor is not, you know, rumor fact. is not fact, but you so, know, just like but. hoping Rare brings back Perfect Dark, which has been rumored on there, and Banjo Kazooie. I mean, Microsoft does have some IPs that just I kind of wish you know they would look at their breadth of of history. You know, like we talked about for a year and a day about Mech Warrior and getting the license for that, and you know, doing that and taking a look at the ingenuity that they had. Uh, when they first came into being, the Xbox really had the three, PS2 and, and GameCube. I actually preferred Xbox out of the three myself, and the 360 kind of kicked it off with a bang at the beginning of the launch history, but they just got high on that Wii, Wii uh, money that they saw Nintendo making, that's when Kinect came, and that's when everything got focused test to hell, and that's when Microsoft basically got to the 2013 TV, TV, TV moment. So, because, you know, once Kinect came out, I was disinterested in what Microsoft was doing towards the latter part of that generation as well, so... So, and, uh, you know, basically this whole decade has been kind of them floundering for the most part. And you could probably pretty much uh, put that and confirm that with a big, bold, bold confirmation on that. I mean, Kevin, you could probably back me up on that too, right? Yeah. I mean, again, the thing that I want to see is games. Yeah. Yeah. I love, you know, uh, the the newest game that I'm playing on my, on my Xbox or the most exciting thing I'm playing on my Xbox should not be Ninja Gaiden 2. Mm. Shouldn't. It really shouldn't. I mean, I, I've got a couple other newer games. I've got Jedi Fallen Order and I've got uh, 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 Mordor, the second Mordor game, but... It's all third-party stuff. Hasn't it's all third... Yeah, it's third-party stuff. And again... Their first party is just caught up in 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 that in that Halo Forza Gears minutia. And the problem, and I, 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 I'll say this regarding Gears: the reason I didn't like Gears is because the story sucked. The the when from the fourth one, at least the story was coherent. I just didn't care for the new characters. The fifth one, the story was horrible. I mean, major plot points just completely left from left out from scene to scene, like like major issues. And that's why I stopped playing Gears 5. You know, multiplayer, I was never into multiplayer on any of these games. Uh, Horde mode was, you know, I, but, you know, I, I didn't feel an overwhelming need to spend a whole lot of time in it. And that new, that, that, that new mode that they came out with with for five, it just didn't seem all that appealing to me either. So I was in it for the story, 
And the story just was so bad that I didn't even finish it. I probably made it made it to a little a little bit past the halfway point in that game, and I said I can't do this anymore. So, you know, I would like to see them come up with with some new ideas. So, you know, they bought all these new studios. I don't want to see a whole lot of bleeding edge and, and grounded coming from these cats. I just have that feeling that I'm going to. And part of my problem, and that's probably 90% of my problem with Xbox, is that I want Xbox to be like the company from the 360 or the original Xbox. That company was hungry. That company was securing them third-party deals and getting that exclusive content. I like it when companies compete for my dollar. And I have just got to come to a point where I'm either going, I'm either just going to accept that that Xbox no longer exists and just move on, you know, which which I have done, and just and just just stop stop tripping on it. But I just remember all of the great gaming experiences that I had, on, particularly on that original Xbox, and how much talent those first-party studios had. And I just don't, I just don't believe most of those people. Obviously, are not there anymore in any in any way, shape, or form. And the group of folks that they that they have working under their first-party studios, they've purchased. And the things that they're showing me so far, I've just been subpar. So hopefully they spent some money and these cats are coming up with some new ideas and some some fresh ideas to to diversify the Halo Forza Gears mixture. But I, I'm at the point now where I'm not expecting anything because they, they have delivered very little <laughs> this entire generation. You know, services are great, but I don't buy a console for services. I, I just don't. I buy a console for games. So hopefully they will be able to deliver. But as we said, we put this question out to uh, our, our listeners and our followers on Twitter, and we got some responses. So first up from the responses, my man, J.R.H. Ace, Ace Black, a.k.a. the Ace Black. What's going on, brother? For me, don't take away something people actually used, but hey, they're going to take that away anyway, LOL. Well, what is it? Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, that I, I asked him on Twitter because okay. we, I didn't know what he, I didn't understand what he was saying. So he I, of, he was probably talking about the, the, that, that snap function. Yeah. He talked about in the yeah. next response. I, Okay. It's in the outline there, so. Okay. Well, what took what they took away the HDMI and the optical port? There is no telling what software features they are taking away. So yeah. So yeah, and 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 Jimmy, I mean, he's. You want to talk about someone who is, and I love you, brother, but you want to talk about someone who the Xbox is just really, <laughs> really ticked off as Jimmy because a couple of times that I've talked to him, it's like, man, I'm just, his Xbox is his preferred platform. And like anyone, you want to see your preferred platform succeed and give you the stuff that you're used to. 
But just in the conversations that I've had with him, it's like they have really just just let him down. So like I see him I see him on PlayStation more often. That that could be his, his kids playing too, but you know, Jimmy, you know, there's help for you, brother. It's called a PlayStation. You already know that. You already know that. Games over here, you know, we're here for you, brother. Oh. Uh, and, and next uh, his, his comments, I mean, who knows what happens, but I think uh, he's kind of an outlier because of the fact that, you know, even the host on the GH radio podcast, I know Chris, a.k.a. Lefty Brown, and other people got kind of got used to having HDMI in options and watching their television programs uh, through their Xbox. And it's kind of part of their, uh, you know, day to day. I mean, they turn on their Xbox to watch TV. So, you know, and, uh, you know, so they should have uh, made a cable box instead of a console. That's what well, that's what they did, basically, is what they were trying to do back in 2013. But you kind of see why they're kind of stepping away because they want to just like with the connect kind of take a step back and not really comment about it that this is the old system and this is the new system. So, I mean, obviously, you still have the Xbox One X. If you own that system, you could use the HDMI in on that thing all day long if you want still on their uh, optical port. I know that's one of the things that they eliminated. I kind of use it for my sound, but I've yeah, uh, for, fortunately got a new TV that has an optical out. So basically, I'm just using that instead on there so it's going to be no harm no foul for me but i can imagine people out there especially with the sound bars that use an optical in on there that they rely on the optical out from the system if need be so it's we'll have to see what solutions microsoft come with on there i know i use my astro a50s on my xbox one x and uh, basically the input with that is an optical in from the optical out from the system. So I'm really curious as far as uh, what they're going to offer with the Series X, but we'll see what happens. And I know your fear is that they're going to remove software features as well. You know, it might be tied into the whole you know, TV integration stuff, but we'll see what else they might quote-unquote take away. And hopefully it's not too much on that. So. Yeah, I know there was another feature that would allow, they would allow you to watch Netflix together. But I want to say that Netflix took that out, not Microsoft. I, I could be wrong on that. I could be wrong on that front. But a great hearing from you, Jimmy. Uh, and next up, we got the man, Fred French. And he says, I know this doesn't fit your question, but what I really want already is the price. The price of these consoles is what will drive my direction as to what which one I buy first. And, you know... Yeah, I mean, it would be nice to know uh, about the price, but I mean, what I've been doing is you know, I've just been scrolling some bucks away ever since it was painfully obvious that the next generation was coming. So, you know, by the time these these consoles come out, you know, I will have I'll have the money saved up to buy them. So, uh, it's nice to know what you're going to be looking at, but uh, if you know. These two companies are playing are playing the, the chicken game with regards to price. Hey, I'm not and, sure why. Um, I think it's because this was my own personal opinion. I think if you're the market leader, you don't have to make a move. You know, you wait for you wait for your competition to 
plant first and then you you move accordingly that's just that's just smart business so it would behoove it would behoove uh, Microsoft, it, it puts the pressure on Microsoft to get the to get their console or consoles priced as aggressively as it goes. Like we keep hearing about, you know, how Microsoft is putting, you know, all of their efforts behind the Series X launch and how it's going to be aggressively priced and how they're going to, you know, be willing to 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 take X amount of dollars per hit you know, per console sold, you know, we'll see all, we'll see how that, how that works. But when you're the market leader, you want, you, you, you make the opponent make their first move, you know, it's like, okay, what have you got? Because you're the one with something to prove. It's not the market leader. And that is not just in consoles. That's in just about every facet of big business that I've observed, you know, so yeah, it would be nice to know what we're work what we're working with, uh, and have a solid number to go on, and have those pre-orders go up, and you know have that just be settled. But yeah, you know, it's a matter we're, of seeing look, who's going to jump first. Yeah, we're going to look at August. You know, unfortunately, I think the July Microsoft showcase probably is not going to have a price. Hopefully, it does. But we're probably going to wait for that second system to be announced and for them to finally lay the cards on the table and kind of take it from there. On there. I'm kind of curious uh, what you guys out there, especially if the price is one of your big tent poles, is whether you're going to decide to go for a Lockhart option because it's the cheapest out of everything in the bunch possibly on there or whether you know it, you, you want the big temple ps5 and or series x uh, systems instead and to see as far as where those slot in at now right now the rumor for ps5 discless is 399 and uh, the disc version 499 at the moment so you know, i saw on there but uh who's to say if that's a, a valid uh, particular leak or not that i saw so how about you, Des? I mean, does the price pay the difference in any, all, any of this for you? Of course it does. Like, I have to know what I'm going to be spending my ducats on, my hard-earned money. But, yeah. I mean, if I'm going to spend anything on a console, it'll... And this is no... Again, no, nothing. It's Xbox, but it'll most likely be a PS5. Sorry. It's just... Um, it's just... That's just where like i'm not a pony or anything like that it's just that just seems to be the system that that really has a lot more going for it right now so i mean just my money my my money irregardless of price seriously irregardless of price my money's on a ps5 just because it showed more value as a it's shown that it it has more value than than an xbox right now so now that could change if 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 xbox comes out with some bomb ass games and they're like look we got this we got that we got this we got that then i'd be like oh shit you know maybe maybe it's time to take some notice maybe you know but like kevin said before you know like you like it when people compete for your money you know or compete you know to show you what you got you know yeah but it looks like they're not running the same race i don't know what like (laughs) like i really don't so yeah until microsoft shows me more i don't i i just can't see myself buying like day one like i ended up buying an xbox because i got it on sale and you found me a really good sale on it so sure i'll buy it you know i had some disposable income i was able to buy it and i did no for out of the box first day first day like if you had a gun to my head and said what you're gonna buy first day ps5 all the way what yeah i know what ratchet and clank and spider-man i mean miles morales hello you Hello. Versus grounded and bleeding edge. I mean, or whatever they're gonna do because I haven't seen yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. 
kind of laying low at the Microsoft Palace, unfortunately, right now. So, yep. So we'll see once they lift the lid and see what comes out. You know, it's just like opening day at the ballpark. You know, we we'll see what the starting lineup's going to look like. So, yeah. yep. I'm here for it. So next up is Alberco. I like the direction Xbox Series X is going with the PC. But honestly, I want something to really surprise me. Otherwise, both next-gen systems will be mostly the same. Then I'll just, then I'll just come yeah, it'll, down. It'll, it'll just it'll, come it'll, down to price yeah. and games. You said. And games. So yeah, that's that's definitely fair. Um, although I, I just have to, I just have to wonder. It's like for going from. How feasible? How feasible? How feasible is this? Would this be for you guys to like, um, like completely? And it doesn't even matter. It, it, or think back to prior generations. This is Alberto's question. His his response got me thinking. Um, how many console generations did you go from from this from the preceding one to the succeeding one completely? switching sides meaning that you switched up you let's say you were a nintendo in in the prior generation and you just moved whole hog into sega has that ever happened or if that had or if that has yeah. how many times has that happened in it's the happened prior at least twice for me at least like twice because because i started off with the master system and i was down for the master system i don't know i don't know how i got it but but my first my first console that I really remember was was a Sega Master System, so I was Sega all the way. Like I was just like Sega Sega Sega, you know. So folks had Nintendos, and I was like, what's that nasty looking, you know, <laughs> beige or whatever color that block gray block? What? No, fuck that. So it was all about Sega, and then um, <laughs> and then the and then the um. Oh God! And then the the Nest, the Super Nest came out, and I was just like, "Whoa!" And then like, and then I was able to get, of course, because my mama, she, no, my, my mom is, you don't you don't know her, but you know she frugal as hell. She, I guess she got, she found someone had a second hand, uh, a Super Nintendo, and gave it to me, and I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" So so it was all about Super Nintendo, and then. I never really got anything for 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 PlayStation. You know, I was just kind of like, eh, PlayStation was kind of okay. And then I got really into PlayStation because of Joe and and his ability to uh, crack them so we could play like you know boule games. So that's the reason. That's the real reason I got my my first PS One was because um, you could crack them. And so he was able to do that for me and play games. And so, well, so through friends, of course, but through friends. Yes. Through yes. friends that not him personally through through friends, you know, Joe was much too sophisticated to do it himself. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so that's why I got, so, so for me, it was just, I would just play the PS4 because, or the see the, uh, the PS one and two, because it was just kind of fun. But the Xbox 360, I was down. Like that was it. That was the system, like right there. Like I had so much love. I had so much love for it. And then the 360 came out. I don't know. Something with the 360 just didn't really 
I don't know, something about the 360 just didn't, like, it didn't register, you know, and so I play my 360 and then my PS4, kind of my PS3 at the same time, you know, not at the same time, but I, I played them, you know, I had games for both, but then something happened and I just started to just slowly, slowly prefer the PS3, you know, and I don't know what happened, you know, I just Microsoft happened. That's what yeah, in the connect yeah, and lack of yeah. focus on games towards yeah. The part. And so it just, I just, I just, I just kind of, I guess I just kind of fell out of love with the with the with the with Microsoft and the 360, and then and then after that, the PS4 came out. I never forget. I got it for I think I got it for my birthday. I think you you and uh, Joe and Paul had. Um, I think that was the one where Joe and Paul were like fucking around and they got him an Easy Bake Oven, but but inside the Easy Bake <laughs> Oven was the actual PS4. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, <laughs> so, you know, and then, then like Joe had to like hold it. So it was very funny. So I got that. I'll never forget that. That was the first time I ever bought a, a, a brand new TV for, for a system. I, uh, I got that. I had an old like 64 inch coaxial TV. Right, Toshiba or something. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was fucking huge. One of those giant, like, so it had the big ass back, and it weighed like eighty pounds, you know. Or and I, it was just, it just like when you tried to lift it up, it dug into your hand. Your, your, it was this horrible, horrible TV. It wasn't then, a CRT. I think it was rear projection, I believe. <laughs> no, no, it was a CRT. It was a CRT. It was a CRT, okay. Yeah, I remember that. It had a tube on it and everything. And I never forget, I refused to plug in that damn PS4 <laughs> until <laughs> until I went and bought a new TV. And I, I, think, first, yeah, I think you drove the fries, I think. Yeah, right? I drove the fries and conquered and bought a and, and bought an LCD TV. And I said, I'm not going to plug this, this beautiful console into to a fucking coax team no so i'll never forget that i was like no <laughs> so we got rid of that tv and i i got that other tv and plugged it in and i think it was the only time i was really like i have to have it i have it has to look good like i didn't you, you didn't buy this for me for me to put it on this lousy ass tv so yeah but i think that was the main thing and then from then on it was just i just preferred ps4 and then and then they just started like joe said and they started to do all this dumb shit and i was just like this doesn't appeal to me why no you know you know um and so i just that's kind of what happened you know i flip flopped all the time because i was kind of you know i i i i followed where the games were and the no what was offering me a, a better experience and it just seems like ps4 did that P, or playstation just did that more so I, I, I went with it. No love yeah. lost. That's, this is kind of how it happened. Uh, for me, uh, same thing, Kev. Uh, pretty much uh, started out with the NES. Of course, I started back in the 2600 days and then went to Coleco and then 52. You know, going from Coleco to 52 is just kind of a, a full, like a wasted opportunity. 5200 was kind of lacking on there but uh from that i got back into console gaming with the nes uh sold my nes to buy a master system i was playing master system exclusively for a good like maybe year or two in my teens on there and then got the itch and finally double dipped back in the nes and that's when i started buying multiple platforms i didn't just rely on one platform at that point and of course i started working for the federal government when i was 18 and, you know, obviously from there, I mean, I bought a Genesis on launch, TurboGrafx-16 on launch, 
bought a SNES on there. Uh, as far as any preference uh, throughout the 90s. I love it. Single guy and, with disposable income. You know it. <laughs> you know, I even had a 3DO for God's sake. Jaguar. I had an Atari Jaguar at one point. You know, I traded to get the Jaguar, which is like the, one of the biggest gaming mistakes in my life. Good old BRE software trading and stuff like Chrono Trigger and other oh. stuff so I could pony oh. up enough cash to, to buy a 3do you know so it's like oh jesus so but i got uh, a zoom for you buddy <laughs> there you go <laughs> i actually like zoom which is crazy but of course you did yeah, of course <laughs> uh P- ps1 i enjoyed that system quite a bit and uh, just for the things you mentioned des but the library was very good on that system but i was a you know you know me i was up in that saturn like no one's business on there that was my sega and then obviously transition over to the dreamcast on there i actually uh was kind of po'd at sony at the beginning of the ps2 generation because i felt like uh you know this is eric and sony at their you know finest you know basically holding back like ea support on the dreamcast you know you're looking crap like the rubber ducky demo and the bouncer, Fantavision, all the launch PS2 games were freaking were fucking trash. Excuse my French <laughs> on there. So I was a Dreamcast diehard as well. I should be because Dreamcast was really awesome. And then from the next generation forward, obviously GameCube was purchased. Uh, N64 could go die in a fire as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Mario 64 wow. and Zelda are both great. Majora's Mask, I never bothered. But, you know, between playing like you know smooth like you know rich 2d games on the saturn and stuff like panzer dragoon and then playing all the cool games on playstation and like wipeout and twisted metal and you know all the rpgs on there that go to like you know basically that kind of mosaic shaded crap with that crappy controller with the analog nub in the middle and the you know 80 dollar cartridges you know, buying crap like Mortal Kombat 64, Doom 64. It's like, I, I kind of regarded Nintendo like trash, basically, back in that gen mm-hmm. on that. I don't know if you felt the same, Kev, or not, but I was not feeling no N64. I could tell you that right now. N64 was not my favorite platform from Nintendo by a long no. shot. Yeah, was, no. There were a couple of games that I dug, but for the most part, I was not a fan. Yeah, nah, not a fan at all. So GameCube was pretty good, even though I know it's like the worst selling system uh, until the Wii U came along. But <laughs> out of that gen, I mean, PS2 eventually won me over with all the cool Japanese games for that system uh, and other games, you know, games like Monster Hunter and stuff like that. You know, obviously Xbox was in it to win it. I felt Microsoft was like hungry back then and when they transitioned to the 360 era i did not buy a ps3 at launch i thought that thing was overpriced and i thought the launch games were you know crappy as all get out and i was kind of down on sony sony was arrogant as all hell at the beginning of that gen on there i eventually kind of folded like i think three four months in and bought a 600 ps3 uh but you know i wasn't like super enthused about it. i think i had some ge- trades at game crazy that helped fund that purchase on that but i was all about the 360 at launch and microsoft then i mean you're talking about stuff like blue dragon lost odyssey they you know came with some different games other than 
the usual stuff on there. They were supporting other studios to create first party software for them at that time. But you know, you dig in Fable, Fable Two on the three sixty, Fable one on the original Xbox, and then from there Obviously, Xbox kind of went in the toilet, uh, as you know, with the TV, TV, TV 2013. And, you know, they hardly ever recovered. And I know some people have stayed true blue Xbox ever since. And that's maybe where your friends played and, you know, where you talked and played all your third parties on. But Microsoft first party has never spoke to me, you know, way back when. I mean, Halo's cool. Gears, I'm indifferent. Forza, I'm indifferent. So, I mean, I'm willing to give them a shot now. I think Games Pass is pretty cool, but uh, that's how I feel about it. At least so. Long wind, long answer to this one segment <laughs> of the main event, but you know, figure we go down that road, and this is my life, gaming life stories. Gaming life. <laughs> I think for me, the most most dramatic turnaround for me, and I just, I was, this is going back to the 70s uh having i i would i and and i'm still am in love with intellivision that was just that 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 system just brings back so many memories and it was my truly my it's what made me a gamer um but then i started going out going to arcades my dad started taking me to, to places like you know uh video empire you know video pinball Right, and I started playing all these arcade games. Like, man, was, man, Gyros was so fun. I wish, I wish there was a Gyrus that I could play. And then my dad started playing Zaxxon in the arcade, and it was like, you know, that was his game, you know. And then lo and behold, I started seeing these commercials for this product called ColecoVision. And ColecoVision had Donkey Kong. ColecoVision had Zaxxon. ColecoVision, you know, had the, the the better version of Gyrus. And it was just like, my mind was just like blown. It's like, I'm, I can really play these arcade games at home? I mean, I, I, it, it, my brain just melted, you know. Yep, mine And I... I I, as I've said before, I, I utilized my parents' fear of drugs <laughs> and uh, used that in my favor. And I had a ColecoVision, and I was all in on Coleco. Now, I never lost my my love of the Intellivision, right? I, I still I still have all my games. I still have my consoles. But when that ColecoVision got connected, everything else just like psh, disappeared. I was all about I was all about those arcade games, man, and, and, and that was like the my first drastic transition from one platform to another. I'm not going to call it a, a I don't know if well I guess you could call it a gen I guess, but from what my or transition from one platform to another. So. Yeah, until the crash happened, and then after exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm the same way, man. I was like looking at that damn uh, after I got ColecoVision, like all the games on that system, Venture, like the Turbo oh. with the wheel. Yes, which sake. I still have. I still have my Turbo with the wheel. I'm so. Oh, that that's like the bomb. So you, know, you talk about all the arcade ports on that system. It was just like, like it was Chef's Kiss kind of thing, you know. Yeah. The only thing I always wanted, but the crash happened before then. I go to Montgomery Wards and look at that damn 
Adam computer, the ClickaVision Adam computer with the arcade perfect like Buck Rogers the running. Super Buck, that is why I wanted one. That is I exactly wanted one too, why sir. I wanted because Super Buck Rogers. Because the ColecoVision, the regular ColecoVision version was okay, but the Adam one was much more close, much more closer to the arcade version of Super Buck Rogers. Oh, I yeah, then that. that's when consoles got all crazy with Intellivision coming up with the like a keyboard and a basic module and all this other computer expansions and everything just went them after that 1984 man so <laughs> now they're all happy about buying 5200 games at Woolworths for five bucks a piece so <laughs> so, uh, so thanks Alberto for the, for for your send in and next up we have and in our final entrant we have uh, <laughs> Gerald O'Con. And his comment is, it's all about those frames, man. We need to get past we need to to get past sixty frames on consoles. In my opinion, it's a it's a game changer. Better smooth, butter smooth frames per second. And it, I, you know, I've uh, I'm definitely more performance oriented than resolution oriented for for sure. Uh, but I don't know. I've no, I, maybe I just haven't played a game at 120 at 120 frames per second. I'd be thrilled with a baseline of 60. You know, with a lower resolution point from these consoles, I, I would definitely take that over. You know, 4K. You know, native, whatever. Well, uh, I'm hoping the new systems PS5 specifically gives more performance options. That way I could select it straight in the OS and not wait for the game to give me the option to do that. So that would be you know, nice. That's one thing Microsoft has in their back pocket because even with the Xbox One X, they also support like um, FreeSync right now. Uh, they support like 120 hertz gaming out the box. If you have a 144 hertz monitor, you could hook up an Xbox One X and get 120 hertz uh, gameplay on there. You're running at 1440p, or if your monitor supports it, up to 4K on there. And so I know Gerald's part of the uh, PC crew over there that will prefer a uh, frame rate, will prefer um, a higher hertz on a particular monitor than running in 4K. And so uh, I'll be kind of speaking to that a little bit uh, once I finally get my damn PC monitor out of its box and take a look at that and let you guys know. But uh, I, I just want options. That's Just give me options, for God's sake. So, Yeah. So thank you to those who sent in in response to our questions. So, again, a special shout-out to the Ace Black Fred French, Alberco, and Gerald Ocon. Thank you for listening. Thanks for for sending your feedback. Yeah, it that is really means much, a lot. Yes, much appreciated. We appreciate you guys. Okay, so we have one more we have one more thing for you before we leave, and that is the question for next time. So the question that we have for next time is: you 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 all know what Final Fantasy is, right? I'm it's asking. You guys, of course, you guys, yeah. What is yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy? It's, it's the <laughs> yeah, Final Fantasy. Yeah, you guys know. You know that a friend of mine asked me if there's if it's called Final Fantasy, why are there fourteen of them? And I'm like, just, I was just like, shut up. And then I walked away. Um, and you all know what Dragon Quest is, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the main thing I wanted to ask, or, or the question I wanted to ask, is what are some other lesser known? Uh, 
uh, RPG series out there that that should be getting some love. You know, everyone knows about the big boys, but which ones out there um, do you think were great? We're talking about possibly the Tales series or the or the um, uh, the Mana series. You know, what are some series out there? It'd be classic. It could be new. That you believe um, that Very you dead. believe should, should should have some love, and and this really kind of popped them to my head because of the Ease Nine game. Like Ease Nine has been around since the since the nineties or the eighties, even I think the nineties. Eighty five, eighty five. Oh, eighty C. See, see. So that's what I'm talking about. There's other there's other long standing RPG franchises out there, you know, and I want to, I, I, I wanted us to shine a light on them and say like, which ones are your favorite that you, that, that, that really kind of, you know, speaks to you, um, that you think would, you know, that, that, that you just kind of always have thought that was a really good RPG, you know, that you... it could be an action RPG. It could be a, it could be a traditional turn-based. It could be real time, you know, um, just whatever right. those RPG, an, an actual RPG, um, a series that is really just kind of like, wow, that was that was the piece de resistance. The chef's kiss. Uh, are you talking about JRPGs or are you talking about just any RPGs? Even you US know what? Developed? I don't want to. Yeah, US developed too. I don't want to, but it has to be a series. So it has to be at least at least I would say three three games in the series. Like you can't have two. Like it has to be three games in the series that 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 makes it that that makes it go. So like so so Fallout would count. You know, Skyrim. Uh, but no, no, Jay Cocoon then, right? <laughs> no, Jay Cocoon only had one. Did that, that's why Chrono Trigger probably wouldn't, 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 uh, wouldn't. Um, oh, the, you know, I say Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross. It's the same series, so yeah, we're we're nerding out, but <laughs> we really are. But but <laughs> but um, and if you've been a longtime listener, you'll know which one mine is. But but um, I, I digress. So so that one to put that out there, and then we're also going to put that on um on our Twitter. We're also going to put it. And we're also going to put it on our Discord. So uh, thank you to everyone who has joined our Discord. But that's the question for next week. Um, please let us know your thoughts, okay? All right. So that is your your our question for the following week, as Des said. And uh, definitely hoping that we get as as much uh, play on on that question as we did for this week. And again, much appreciated. We love the, we love the feedback from it for the show. We really do. Game night. Game nights are taking place on Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, as we've said before, we have all platforms, but typically we're running Monster Hunter World on PlayStation 4, but we have Xbox, Switch, PC, and all their supporting online infrastructures. So whatever game, whatever platform you want to play, you definitely want to hit us up. We've got we'll we either have the game or we can get the game and we can interact and play with you on whatever platform you folks have. Are we gonna have a Con- Destiny 2 game night? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Leave this chat. Uh. <laughs> Contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels.com if you have any questions, concerns, want to give a, give us your feedback on something that we've said. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you're going to want to send your email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. On Twitter, I can we can be found at gamingvessels, and individually, I can be found at shownuff71, that's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71, 
PlayStation Network. I'm Shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7. Xbox Live, it's Shonuff071, same spelling with 071. And on Steam, I am Shonuff71, same spelling as as the original. Dez, where can folks get a hold of you at? Hey, you can find me on uh, Twitter at the Nemo Six N E M O. Sorry, T H E N E M O S I X. So you can find me on uh, PlayStation and Xbox or Xbox. Sorry, um, at uh, Nemo Tigger N E M O T G G R. And of course, you can find me on Discord. Absolutely. And Joe, where can the folks folks get a hold of you at? Okay, my username on Twitter is going to be Joe Fongul, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. That is also my handle on Discord. Uh, For PSN, for Steam, uh, for Nintendo Network, my handle is Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A, Xbox Live, UbiPlay. I am also the same username, Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A, 69 nine five on that so righty, so folks that will bring gaming vessels episode 21 of season six to a close we want to thank you for hanging in with us and, and enjoying this hopefully enjoying this discussion hopefully we didn't go too pony on you <laughs> but at least i'll speak for myself but you know it is what it is <laughs> but well hopefully uh, in july with the microsoft conference it'll yeah, be a whole uh, new world hopefully we'll all be bots world. don't you hopefully. dare close your eyes <laughs> well, hopefully we'll all be bots <laughs> after the july event we're, we're hoping that they that they show they show improve strong oh, but sure. for des aka the bay area terror and for trader joe aka the food max of gaming who will maximize your gaming dollar I'm Shonuff71. Sign off and telling you we'll be back next week. Peace.